Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, it feels like one of those weeks where we need to re-establish the aura and the atmosphere of ups and downs. This show hosted by me, Simon, here at What Culture, because we are a positive peak outlet. There are a ton of negative Nancys out there, more power to them. They can do whatever the hell we want. But what I like to do is watch wrestling and find a way for it to entertain me. Sometimes, yes, I know, kill him, kill him, string him up. Give things the benefit of the doubt. You don't need to go time and you're way too nice to that stuff. That's the point. I am going to be too nice to this stuff because I think that's a better way to live. And if you want to go, oh, you're such an absolute moron, you're allowed because that's the beauty of planet Earth. Anyway, that's one side. AEW didn't have another show known as Dynamite. We're taking the finger of power and we're giving the good bits an up and we're giving the bad bits a down. <laughs> What a great start to Dynamite, because of course this week it was Wild Card Wednesday, so out came Samoa Joe for his Owen Hart Cup tournament match, and then we all looked at the entranceway, and it was flipping Johnny Elite, yes. Also known as the former John Morrison, this is a great example why when you do leave one company, sometimes it makes sense not to jump ship instantly, because I did not have him on my bingo card. When he did came out, I was sitting there, I started going, oh my gosh, I can't believe it, and cheering, hooping, hollering even though it was just me in my house. And as I always tell you, yeah, I'm a pretty weird guy. Jim also had this wonderful look on his face that was like, oh great, ghosts do exist and now I'm really pissed off about this fact. (laughs) Of course these two had a really good match. I think they're capable of doing anything else. My favorite part was that it was two guys who used to be in the WWE, who at one point in time, if they had become WWE champion, I would have been totally cool with it. Look, I understand, I get it. Not everybody can win the big one, but then getting them to see them do all of this on another big stage, only in a different company. Maybe feel warm and fuzzy in my dab dab. Naturally, this was strength versus flippy ship. So at one point, Samoa Joe went for the muscle buster, but Johnny kind of danced out of it and hit a Samoan drop. And then he went for this 450 that was kind of weird because he basically gave a 450 to the ring canvas, then realized he missed and went boop and jumped on top. Samoa Joe kicked out. There was then another near fall after he needs Samoa right in the face. But as we know, Joe is not a normal man. And I think his brain said to him, I'm not enjoying all of this violence. I'm annoyed now. 
grabbed him, he gave him the muscle buster, and he won. A small part of me was a little bit upset that Elite did lose, but again, I love Samoa Joe so much that if he goes on to win the whole Owen Hart Cup tournament, I ain't gonna moan, good start up. We also had some fallout afterwards, because of course Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt were here, and they were just beating the crap out of Samoa Joe, when the best friends made the save, so you can see what we're doing here, I don't know what I'm doing, but we are setting up a future match between all of these teams. The big question is, does it happen on AEW TV, or will we soon find out what's happening with Ring of Honor? I don't know just like the tease. And speaking of teases, we then got the biggest one yet. Not at the Double or Nothing pay-per-view. It's going to be the Hardys versus the Young Bucks. So finally, you're going to get that feud in all elite wrestling. It started off with Jeff telling us, I'm cleared for my match later, even though he tried to kill himself last week when Matt and Nick Jackson did pop up and just be like, oh, Jeff, you're such an idiot. Why don't you stop jumping around? Matt Hardy then sniped back that the Young Bucks were nothing more than cosplayers. So here we go, we are planting those seeds. And also, that definitely counts as an interruption, so that is 43 in AEW, and 1-2-1 overall. And then it was time for our world title portion of the evening. Because Hangman Adam Page was taking on Konosuke Takeshita when CM Punk came out to watch this on commentary, because you know the deal with professional wrestling. If you are gonna have a big championship match, you go and sit your ass down on a seat and you look. The major takeaway though is that one, this match was great, but also two, Takeshita doesn't make any sense. Like, he has just popped out out of the scene from nowhere if you are specifically watching All Elite Wrestling, but he's so damn young, he doesn't have that much experience, but he is already brilliant. So when he gets a few more years under his belt, my word, we're all in trouble. There was no playing around either, because as soon as the bell went, they rang at each other. Then they were trying to do this game of one-upmanship, where they were trying to outplancher the other one. And by the time Takeshita was going for a springboard, Hangman Adam Page just took his hand, he slapped him. Do not forget, this is the champion, though, so he followed up with a suplex on the apron and his wonderful moonsault to the outside. I think Takeshita was like, ah, oh, right, you want to play like this, do you? So he just slammed the cowboy with this lariat. I thought he was dead. He also followed up with this ridiculous tope, and then they legged it at each other once again and took the other one out with double clotheslines. And I was like, wait a minute, this is the AEW world champion and Kono's taking him to the wire. There was then a tombstone, a delayed buckshot that screwed Oda Adam and this forearm that smashed skulls. And throughout all of this, once again, Takeshita was getting near fall after near fall after near fall. He hit a last ride at one point and the Undertaker came out here and he was all like, don't steal my move. Happy didn't happen. But they went into overdrive because Kono was like a man possessed, although you did know what was going to happen here. Eventually, he did get hit by the buckshot, but this is when Hangman found CM Punk with his gaze and said, well, I remember what you did last week, so turn around is fair play. He gave it the GTS and he pinned him. We are spicing things up. Punk and Hangman then glared at each other afterwards because that's what you do when you want to make everybody know things are super duper serious. And I still do not know in what direction AEW is going to head with this. And that is always the secret source when it comes to wrestling. Up. Fuego Del Sol then called out the House of Black again. Now look, I like Fuego Del Sol. I think he's excellent and I consider him my pal. Bro, <laughs> you crazy. He's also bringing in the Dark Order to help and they joined him here. And while they sounded confident, I bet as soon as he announces, they were like, wait, what? No, I don't want to do that. What are you doing? He's also going to go down on Rampage. And I do have to say this. I hope when we get there, we do kind of make sure we move on from this a little bit. Because don't forget everything with the Varsity Blondes. And then we've got the Fuego Del Sol stuff. But also they're feuding with Death Triangle. 
We just need to smooth it out a little bit, so let us wait and see. Dynamite was then used as a platform to remind everybody that recently Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland have come together to form a tag team and that they are damn good at it. They were facing JD Jake and Anthony Henry, or the Workhorse Men, which is one of the great names in professional wrestling. It's like me saying, hello, my name is Simon Miller and I'm a bald, no-haired warrior. It's like, yes, we get it. You've made it perfectly clear. <laughs> Although these poor two fools, they got run over. Lee stole the show with this ridiculous springboard crossbody that he should not be doing given how big he is. And then they finish off with their top rope senton double team maneuver thingamajig. I mean, it actually looks like it would kill someone. Hence why you should be using it to win matches. You kind of knew this was just a setup for something else. So after they did get on the microphone and say, hey, we are moving up those rankings after that win, they got interrupted by Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hog. So that is 44 at AEW and 122 overall. They barely got to say anything. They were like, man, you're just a couple of jabronis when they got interrupted by the Jurassic Express. So that is 45 in AEW and 123 overall. And it's absolutely out of control. And Christian Cage took charge here because he was like, look, we don't like you and we don't like you and even though we are the champions we are throwing out a challenge and we want to do a three-way dance at the pay-per-view <laughs> like ooh the lally that's gonna be great this week however we're also going to be doing jungle boy versus swerve strickland versus ricky starks and if you are not excited for that you're just that person and you're allowed to be that person nobody's going to stop you but trust me if that is bad i will rip off my nose i don't even know what that means we then just had the best segment with Chris Statlander and Red Velvet because Red found Chris and just went, I want you to know <laughs> we're not friends anymore. And I was like, right, that's it. You bring those playground itself. Statlander tried to balance this out by saying it's just business and she will defeat her in the Owen Cup tournament. And this is obviously when Jade Cargill and Kira Hogan walked in. <laughs> Jade was just destroying everybody. She basically said, you're all idiots. I don't like any of you. Tony Schiavone, you're a piece of crap. And that's that. And she left. So I do really like the baddies, even though I do not understand why they did get together. Sometimes I'm just going to accept wrestling and fly off like Superman. I don't know what I'm doing. And then Wardlow had to be whipped. MGF was first out and of course he just crapped all over the Houston crowd to the point if he had literally taken off his pants and started doing it, I wouldn't have been surprised. Now this would have been when I stopped watching wrestling forever because I never would have been able to get that thought out of my head. He was just so mad and he really didn't like anyone. It got worse because after a shirtless Wardlow was brought to the ring, Maxwell went up to him and went and spat right in his face. And of course, Ward can't do nothing because his hands were tied behind his back. He really didn't care though because he laughed it off like, ha I welcome your saliva. And this was the same when MJF started to whip him. Like it didn't matter how hard he did it or how many times he did it. Wardlow stood there like, I'm a robot machine and you can't beat me as if he was a 1980s cartoon. Now it clearly was giving him suffering because you could see the welts on his back, but this is why it works so well. On the one hand, like Wardlow, I feel so sorry for you let me give you a hug but on the other like man he's so tough what a guy it really did work because Friedman was losing it and even Sean Spears tried to get a couple in there but that fell too and of course this is when MJF went pure penis mode and that kind of ties in because he whacked Wardlow right in the balls he was also choking him as Sean Spears started to wail down on him too and after he had punched Wardlow with the diamond ring Sean Spears gave him a C4 and left him lying in the squared circle and I looked at these two like, how can you call yourself humans? Your parents must be disgusting. The whole point of this though, is that when we eventually do get MJF versus Wardlow, 
Wardlow may actually kill him. Like, I can see that match going about eight seconds, and I would be totally cool with it. He is such a juggernaut. And then from nowhere, Rapongi Vice told us, we back together full time. Huh. I suppose it makes sense because Trent and Rocky Romero are best friends anyway and they want to become the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions so they laid a challenge out to FTR. Now, if you are Chuck Taylor, I bet you were really disappointed. Just sat on the back, maybe smoking. I don't know why, maybe smokes, maybe doesn't. It's totally up to him. And you see this and you'd be like, damn, so much for best friend. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The tag team scene in AEW, though, at the moment is pretty, pretty good. As was our next match the Owen Hart Cup tournament. It was Phoenix versus Kyle O'Reilly, and they just went out there and had some fun. And the opening was just them trying to outdo the other one, so my head was doing this, and it felt like my neck was going to fall on the floor, when eventually Phoenix got bored, so he just booted Kyle to the outside. This was done so the masked man could do this flip dive, and as ever, it was just so damn attractive and so smooth and so beautiful. I bet when AEW was done, people were asking it to marry them, and that is one of the stupidest things I've ever said. O'Reilly was having none of that though, so when Phoenix went for a frog splash, he was able to turn that into a triangle and then move into an arm breaker. And this was totally his plan. Because one, if you are taking on someone who thinks they're an aeroplane and they don't have a limb, they're gonna struggle. But also two, Phoenix has only recently come back from a shoulder injury. So O'Reilly had decided on carnage. And it really did help too, because Phoenix did start to struggle. I mean, he even went for this power bomb at one point, but he wasn't able to execute it properly because again, he's now one arm man. And if you want a little bit of homework today, try and get through your life with one arm behind your back. You really gonna struggle. Somehow Phoenix draws his energy from madness though, so he was flying back in with even more moves. But all that happened is that Kyle O'Reilly struck back and then they looked at each other and just slapped each other right in the face. Honestly, I've sat right there. There's my sofa. I was just like, <laughs> what are they doing? Phoenix also hit this Hurricane Rana from the top rope to the floor, and I just face palmed. So like, it's just normal stuff for Phoenix. Like, he's walking down the shop to get some bread, and just when he was going to finish it off with a cutter, Kyle O'Reilly decided he was done. He stopped it in midair, which is absolutely ridiculous. He locked in the submission. Phoenix had been through too much. That was it. It was done. Kyle is going through. This was so entertaining. It was so well done. I will be honest with you and I wanted Phoenix to win because I want him on my television as much as possible but you cannot fault this when it comes to a professional wrestling match up and then AEW decided to give us something that was going to divide the audience 
right down the middle. Because we had our big face-off between the Jericho Appreciation Society, the Blackpool Combat Club, Eddie Kingston, Santana and Ortiz, and Chris Jericho got on a microphone and his decision on this evening was to say things that made you go, oh my gosh, what is going on? Because he started by looking at William Regal and saying, hey Will, haven't seen you in a while, and do you remember when you were on course to be a mega world champion at one of the best ever, and instead, you decided to become a world-class addict. He then went around all of the good guys and started throwing all these insults in there. And when he told Brian Danielson he was a nerd, which made me laugh because I'm an idiot, he said, that's all going to change soon because your clean living lifestyle will be ruined because you're hanging out with William Regal to the point you're going to end up with the program with John Moxley. I was freaking out. I'm not going to lie. I was looking around. I needed help. I needed support. And there was nobody here. They went silly again because Jericho told them all to leave or he'll throw a fireball into their face because he's a wizard. But then William Regal got on the microphone and I think his plan was to kind of do the same thing. It was like, okay, I'm going to throw barbs at you, but then I'm also going to be an absolute idiot. Because he said the only thing that makes him feel worse than Chris Jericho's whiny voice would be the screams of an orphanage burning down. And then told us when they were in WWE, Every time Chris Jericho was having a match, he would sneak to the back, find his toothbrush, and stick it up his ass. Now, I like William Regal, and I know this didn't happen, but in the world of kayfabe, what is wrong with that guy? He also said he'd done it to Daniel Garcia last week, and Eddie Kingston had a toothbrush at this point, so I was just like, man. And the long and the short of it is, Chris Jericho wants to do a five-on-five match at the pay-per-view, and it's going to be... Number three, Stadium Stampede. Other way around, the third, Stadium Stampede. Moxie then jumped in and he was like, nah, I ain't doing any of that sports entertainment stuff and it was really funny, but you could call it whatever you want, but we will do this five-on-five contest and there's going to be blood, there's going to be death, heads are going to roll. So we are actually going to get this and in terms of the segment we just saw, the importance and the integrity and the craziness has been dialed up to like 99. I think Chris then realised he was in a bit of bother because he started stirring the pot, especially Especially going, hey, Eddie Kingston, do you remember when Brian Danielson said you were a moron? And hey, Brian Danielson, do you remember when Eddie Kingston said you were a dick? Now, he is a master manipulator because within seconds, they were annoyed at each other. Jericho walked off laughing. So now, look, I totally understand this was super close to the bone. And some people were like, should we be talking about this? There's no way Chris Jericho walked out there and just said all these things without the approval of William Regal. And given that it's William Regal's experiences, he's allowed to do with it whatever the flub he wants. Also, when it comes to creative endeavors, you do need to walk the line every now and then because look what it does to us. Start buying in. All I know is that I was absolutely locked to the television for the 10 or so minutes it was on my screen. When that happens, you do have to call it a success. But what the hell are they going to say next time? I'm giving it a very disturbed up. Dante Martin and Matt Seidel clearly didn't watch this either. <laughs> then they popped up backstage and went, Ah, uh, yeah, we can see what you're doing, Black Bill Combat Club. And we want to take you on on Rampage. I was like, man, you better write a letter to your loved ones because it may be the last one you ever do. We then went from the sublime to the ridiculous because we found out who the female Joker in the Broen Hart Cup tournament was. And that's right, all your dreams did come true. It was Maki Ito. And as we talked about last time she was on AEW, she is just absolutely the best. I mean, for one, her entrance is absolutely ridiculous, so I was dying. But also, the first thing she did was just lay down on the floor like, yeah, pimmy Britt Baker. I don't care. Baker is such a goof, she actually fell for this, which is where Mackie tried to hit the most devastating woman in all of sports entertainment. Surprise roll-up. And when it did work, 
she started to cry. This didn't last long though, because then she stomped on Britt Baker's foot and flipped her off. And I was like, man, I don't even need moves in this match. Just keep doing this. Of course we did have some, and Ito had some fire here because she hit Britt Baker with a headbutt and slammed her a couple of times. But it was quite obvious what we were going to do here, e.g. Britt was gonna win. I mean, Mackie did have a near fall after the Kakeshi, but that didn't work, and then Baker locked in the lock jaw, she had the glove. Mackie had nowhere to go, she tapped out Britt Baker going through. Tony Storm appeared afterwards to look at Britt Baker, because again, that's what you do when you're trying to make things serious. And I will be completely honest with you, I will share my thoughts, which is the whole point of this show. I think if you do have two wild cards, two mystery opponents on one show, you probably should have one of them win. Otherwise, now I look at Johnny and I look at Mackie and go, look, next time you're coming in, you probably want to announce it beforehand because what you did here did not work. Still, this was just so much damn fun. I got past that pretty quickly. Please put Mackie Ito on my TV as much as you can. Uh, Tony Schiavone then ruined my life because he stood in the ring and said next week it is going to be three years of AEW. And that was it. I went and got a shovel and I dug my own grave where the hell did that go? He didn't get to say much more than this though because he was interrupted by none other than Serena Deeb. So bring it down, that is 46 interruptions in AEW and 124 overall. She felt disrespected though because last week Tony had said that he didn't believe she'd be able to beat Thunder Rosa. So she wanted to know why. And in fact, Dustin Rhodes had been mouthing off about this as well. So why doesn't he come to the ring? Serena Deeb was mad. She also got super intense though because she was like, you guys know what I had to go through in the other company. I had to get breast implants. I had to shave my head. They tried to degrade me as much as possible, but I kept on climbing. I kept on scratching. I kept on fighting. And right here, right now, I am one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. And I was like, damn right you are, Serena Deeb. Get him. And that wasn't the point. I just got massively carried away. And after she had slapped Rhodes right around the face, Thunder Rhodes came to the ring because her and Dustin are buddies. This is when Rhodes made his big mistake because he was trying to hold Thunder Rosa back. And because he did that, he opened the door for Serena to get the AEW women's title and smash it into Thunder's head. So this really did heat up the rivalry, but I was a little bit confused because obviously I'm rooting for Thunder Rosa, but now a little part of me is rooting for Serena Deeb and I don't think that's the point. And now I know, I know this isn't the best thing we ever have seen, but do I want to see them go at it? The answer is yes, which means the job has been done. Which brought us to our main event and the next round in the Owen Hart Cup tournament as it was Adam Cole taking on the somehow still walking Jeffrey Hardy. I think Cole was well aware of this too because as Hardy was making his entrance he jumped him and then he just started to beat on him and beat on him and beat on him probably thinking if I do this for long enough Jeff's body will just give in. I mean Jeff still tried to fight back but Adam stopped this by grabbing him and throwing into Simba the still steps and even when Hardy was trying to bust out suplexes Adam Cole was like nah dude I've had proper rest I'm going to kill you. Apparently for Hardy though this meant when he went for Whisper in the Wind Adam Cole super kicked him in midair and that was it. I'm writing to the news Papers. I'm going to start some kind of campaign, some kind of petition that just says Jeff Hardy needs to go home and just get a little bit of sleep. We did get a tease that maybe he was going to do it because he did hit the twist of fate, but when he went for the Swanton Bomb, he totally missed. Adam Cole was ready with the knee. He smashed him in the back of the head. He got the one, two, three, and he may very go on to win this entire thing. We then decided we should end Dynamite like an episode of Nitro from 1997 because things went absolutely crazy. For stars, the Young Bucks came out here and they were facing off with the Hardys, but because Matt and Jeff had turned their back on Adam Cole, he ran at them and clocked them on the heads. They then hit the BTE trigger, but this is when Sting and Darby Allen were out there throwing bombs, but this is when Red Dragon were watching on and thought, wait a minute, that's our buddies, we better get out there too. It did work for a little bit, but of course Sting is immortal and impervious for pain, so for a little while he was 
fighting everyone off before they knocked him down with double super kicks, got the chair, put it around his ankle and pilmanized it. So now Sting may be a broken man. This is how Dynamite slash Nitro went off air, especially because Tony Schiavone shouted, we're out of time. So I was like a three-year-old again. And we are clearly ramping up to the pay-per-view maybe even the return of one Kenneth Omega. Now, that could not be anytime soon, but he has to get involved in this. But seriously, if you wanted a shot of adrenaline to end this episode of Dynamite, you got it, and it's getting it up. Which brings us to the end of another episode of AEW Dynamite, and I thought it was a very good one, if not a little bit crazy in places, so I am going to give it an up. And do not forget, just because we have all ups and no downs, it doesn't mean it was a perfect show. I just sat there and I watched it and I went through my notes and I thought, well, everything they tried to do, they executed in the way they would have wanted it to do, which ties into the intro, don't forget. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.